It's Comics Crunch. Astound your friends and family. It's perfectly harmless. I got a message from the Great Lakes Avengers. They offered me a membership, but I did not accept it. They're a walking disaster. Like an owl with the fireball. It's just a uh, content warning for this episode for people being generally horrible to animals in the 60s. So if that's some, something you want to listen to, uh, I suggest skipping this episode. It's uh, mentioned towards the end of the episode. So you can listen to everything but that part if you like. Well, all right then. Yeah. Okay, so uh, for this episode of Comics Crunch, we're doing something a little different because it is very much something of comics, but not directly from comics. Okay. Uh, And we're discussing that time-honored tradition of advertising. Oh, okay. Um, Like the... So we're we're looking at like the sea monkeys, basically. Yes, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because these things have a long history. Uh, Comic books sprang from magazines. Mm Mm-hmm. And magazines had the advertising background in them, and that just kind of folded over to comics. They were usually geared towards kids, with the the occasional ad for something different in there. Like you'd find a lot of ads not only for like kids' toys and stuff like that, but for like learn how to be an electrical engineer in one hour and stuff like that. <laughs> so the, these ads were extremely hyperbolic. Um, and they're just hilarious to look at. Yeah. Uh, especially in in retrospect. Yes, exactly. In our design document here, I've put a link under that main image. You'll probably want to open that because it has this big ad here on the top. It's got, uh, little cutaways to all of the ads to make them a little bit easier to read. Uh, we'll probably include that in the notes of the episode that people can take a look at that because there's some funny as hell shit in here. But, uh... What I want to do for this is I have very much an idea in mind of what I want to do for our crunch on this one, and I'm going to throw that just out here at the top instead of at the end. Okay. Is I want to make a catalog of minor magical items <laughs> that adventurers can mail order. <laughs> okay. And, like, you, your adventurers would be in a dungeon or somewhere, and they'd come across this catalog that has all these weird magical items in it, and they would be able to put, like, pay the payment right there. Like, it's not just gold and stuff. Like, maybe... Uh, one of the items is you forget last Tuesday. Okay. Or uh, you can't smell for three hours or something right, like right. that. Right, Weird, weird. And then you get stuff. the magical, it just pops into existence right there with you. Okay, okay. So so a magical item that is this catalog that creates more magical items. Right. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. That's a, so, that's a very unique idea. Yeah, and I thought we could just go through some of these ads. Uh, I've got this big one here, and this is the one that I'm most familiar with because this was in old Avengers issues. And I've got a lot of those. Okay. So this is... I actually looked this one up to make sure I got the right image. Okay. Um, and then I've got some other ones that we can go through here and look hey, at. there's the sea monkeys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've got a little bit of information about some of those ones. Because there's... Some of these stories behind these are just bizarre. Sure. So uh, let's go through these here. we got, like, all sorts of fun stuff. We've got whoopee cushions... Uh, black soap, if you wanted to put on blackface for oh, some reason. So oh we'll no. probably avoid that. Oh, no. But also we've got uh, joy buzzers. Okay, And yeah. that's something that I very much have an idea of what we could do with for a magical item. Sure. Because that's pretty simple. X-ray specs. Yeah. Um, sea monkeys, as, as uh-huh. mentioned. So... Polaris nuclear sub. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that <laughs> one. The, the sea monkeys, the sub... Uh, and the last couple are ones that I definitely want to go in pretty much in depth with. Okay. So, I mean, let's start with with some of these. We've got some fun stuff here, like, uh, joy buzzers, like, everyone knows what those are. Yeah. Yeah. They're little chalky things, and you put them on your hand, shake someone's hand, and the person gets a mild shock. Right. They always make it look like the person is dying in the illustration. Well, that, or in cartoons. Yeah, yeah, or when the Joker has it and stuff like that. Right. So, hey, bringing it back to comics. Um, But one of the things I want to do is more the promise of these items than what they actually did. Right, right. Basically, the idea behind this is is our um, order sheet here is going to over-promise, under-deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm on I'm on board with that. I'm definitely on board with that. Right. Because all this stuff was bullshit. Right. Like, right. every last bit of it was horseshit. Well, and that was the whole point of these kinds of ads, especially at the time yeah. period when when the information superhighway wasn't really a thing. Right, yeah. You know, it's, it's, you can say whatever the hell you want as long as you don't flat out lie. As long as they send the money, if they order the stuff, yeah. you win. 
Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter after that. <laughs> and most of the stuff would go from, like, 25 cents to a dollar and some change being the more expensive stuff. Right. And, of so, course, but in that that's time, that was, like, money. that was, like, $100. Right. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway. Um, like, most of these items were, of like, the, the joke and novelty stuff, like, on this page, was produced by the S.S. Adams Company. Uh, which ran for over a hundred years selling this bullshit. Oh, damn. Um, so it worked. It worked. <laughs> the stuff was produced for pennies on the dollar. Like, absolutely right. nothing. But if you sold, you know, ten boomerangs or whatever at a dollar a pop, you know, you made money. Right. So there is some absolutely bonkers stuff here. There's, of, of course, the manuals with, like, the, uh, the muscles of steel and stuff like that to teach you how to bulk up and get huge and kick sand in people's faces at the beach. So the Charles Atlas program style thing. Uh, a motion picture projector. That's the one of the more expensive items at $6.68. Which, I mean, I would pay that for a video camera. Like, that'd be pretty rad. <laughs> but again, in 1960s money, right, that was right, bananas. Right. Uh, then, of course, we have x-ray specs, karate manuals, and like I said, we will get to that because that is a whole thing. <laughs> uh, trick playing cards for doing magic tricks. Onion gum. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trick gum gadget. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there would be, like, little spy gadgets and stuff, too. Like, you got this secret spy scope that's a pen that you can look through, and it's like a telescope. <laughs> or invisible ink. Or light-up pens and stuff like that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff you basically find in, like, carnival games these exactly, days. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, even cheaper than that anymore. Right, though. right. And then, like, a big thing when I was looking through these was hypnosis. Sure. Which is weird. There's a lot of things that's like, learn how to hypnotize people. Or they'd sell hypnotic coins. Oh, yeah. Which were, the, which were coins with a swirly pattern on them, and you'd spin them, and it was supposed to hypnotize somebody. Right, right. Or they'll send, sell you a pendulum and a right, little, right, like, right. two-page exactly. manual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like... From the spy gadget stuff, see behind glasses, which were glasses you put on that had little mirrors on them so you could see behind you. <laughs> see behind glasses, yeah. that's good. All right. Uh, and, like, there was lots of um, merchandise for the Universal Monster movies. Sure. Because those were big at the time. Yeah. So you see, like, right dead in the center of this big ad, you see the seven foot monster poster. Okay. And what those were, like, actually seven-foot-tall posters, or, like, cutouts of, of Frankenstein and Dracula and the Wolfman, made out of tissue paper. <laughs> oh, my God. They would not survive transit. Oh, yeah. And they would melt as soon as you put them on your wall. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I could easily see them uh -huh. like, folded up. Like, even if you did get it, it would have all the creases in it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, no, I think I've seen those. Uh-huh. Phony casts. Because that's hilarious to have a to fake, fake an injury. cast, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, a secret book safe, so it's like a safe that looks like a book, but then there's stuff inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the my favorite thing of all of these: the surprise package. The surprise package. You would send them like well, it could be anything. <laughs> you'd send them fifty cents. Sure. And you would get what a bargain. Anything like I don't know what was ever inside of those. It could have been. Anything. Could have, could it even have been a boat? Uh, no, that was later. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I would like to make some magical items based off of some of these goofy things. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. Do we want to do that now, or do you want to do them all at the end? Um, let's do them all at the end. Okay. Let's keep this flow going. All right, then. And then that way, for listeners who don't really give a shit about the crunch yeah, portion, exactly. or the ones who only want the crunch part portion. Okay, gotcha, so. gotcha. Okay, so like our first big image that I've put on here are X-ray specs. I see that. So let's talk about these because this is another and like same with the hypnosis. Like all little boys are perverts, right? And we're right. training them to be perverts. We are a pervert training school. <laughs> but what? Like, did you ever see advertisements for X-ray specs and stuff like that? I mean, I I probably got like. Got exposure via osmosis through, like, Looney Tunes, exactly, cartoons, and exactly. Um, So, already exaggerated. Yeah. But... It always showed them as, like, working. Well, obviously. Obviously. But, um... But I don't I don't think I was ever exposed to the, the genuine article, as it were. 
Like, the only time this stuff would ever come up is when we do, like, a carnival or something at school. Mm-hmm. And they'd get a bunch of, like, random bullshit. Yeah, you order, you order a bulk box of junk. Yeah. Of like, these plastic toys. You would get it from the uh, Oriental Trading Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you'd probably be able to get it the same way off of, like, AliExpress and stuff like that. Where you just get a bunch of bulk, like, 5,000 little plastic airplanes or whatever. Right. And sometimes you'd have stuff like this. I never saw any of this. So, I have always... I always wondered how, what these things were like. Well, yeah, like what they actually were. Exactly, because like, you know they didn't work. Well, yeah, so it'd be What like the hell did they plastic do? Plastic glasses with some sort of weird film over where the lenses would yeah. be. Or, and that, that's or maybe just cardboard, cardboard over them with teeny tiny eye holes or something. That's closer to the reality, but you're still not quite there. Okay. At least with these, with these old ones from the 60s. Okay. It, it was those, like, glastic cutout, or glasses-shaped cutouts made of cardboard with little holes in them. And then to make the wavy, like, x-ray vision, mm-hmm. there would be a feather in between the two pieces of cardboard. <laughs> so when you look through it, the feather would blur your vision slightly and poke you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> and the, these ads always showed some skeevy-looking dude looking at... A woman's cut out like, oh, I can see under her clothes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the look on this little guy's face is already just... It's... it's this man is on a, on a list now. <laughs> yeah. The thing that's really funny is the wording of this ad. Science? Let's go through this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Scientific optical principle really works. X-rays what? exist. <laughs> Imagine you put on the X-ray specs and hold your hand in front of you. Okay, you can do that. Yeah, 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 I'm on board. You seem to be able to look right through the flesh and see the bones underneath. It doesn't mm-hmm. say you can do it. Yeah, it just seem, it yeah. seems like you can. Look you at use your... a little bit of imagination. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> look at your friend. This man has no friends. <laughs> Is that really his body? You see underneath his clothes? No, no it's not. You're looking through a feather. <laughs> Loads of laugh and fun at parties. That's, like, demonstrably wrong. Uh, well, I mean, it's probably true, just not the types of laughs that they are in, at advertising yeah, or yeah, implying yeah. here. It's probably more of, like, laughing. Ah, <laughs> Jim just put on glasses that poked him in the eye with a feather. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, th- this cost a dollar plus a quarter shipping and handling or uh, COD and pay on delivery of a dollar. So, a buck for... Glasses that poked you in the eye and made things look kind of blurry. <laughs> I like I wouldn't pay for that. No, I wouldn't pay a dollar for those now. Yeah, <laughs> let alone yeah, back yeah. then. <laughs> but like they have to word it so specifically. Wait, the the last line though, money, money back guarantee either way. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> um, like they couldn't possibly be like, if you're unsatisfied, we will refund hundred percent. There's no way that was. I imagine that they did offer some sort of money back guarantee, but there was a ton of loopholes you had to yeah, go through. Yeah, I, I was. I kind of imagine that there's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through, and and because like, I know a lot of the money back guarantee thing is like they they really push for exactly. the American laziness, where it's like it's not worth it. I'll just eat the dollar, but exactly, exactly. Still. Not just that, but you would have to mail the glasses back to them. Yeah. And then they'd say, oh, look, these were damaged. Yeah, okay. Or something. Like, yeah. these were inoperable ones. We'll send you another pair. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. If you keep fighting for it. Yeah, and, and you pay for the shipping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are the X-ray specs. Okay. Next, we have the Moneymaker. <laughs> okay, this one I'm interested in. Yeah. With I this do tell comic book ad from the 60s. Uh-huh. This was a, what looked like a miniature printing press. <laughs> with like two little uh, cylindrical rolls, and what you were supposed to be able to do was insert a blank piece of paper, and money would come out. So, best case scenario, this works, and you become a felon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Congratulations! Now you're a counterfeiter, kid. <laughs> uh, but what it actually was is you had to insert the money beforehand uh-huh. into a little thing in the top. Because it was like, it would be have like a bin on the top that you would put the dollars in. And then when you turn the crank, uh, you'd put your paper in, the paper would go in the bin on the bottom, and the money would come out the other roll. Right. So it looked like paper was going in, money was coming out. It was yeah. just an optical illusion. Right. It, again, more of a more of a party trick than exactly, intended exactly. to be an actual thing. So. Yeah. 
And once again, the language on this very much tells you exactly what you're getting. Yeah. Because it's the moneymaker. Insert a blank piece of paper, turn the knob, out comes a real dollar bill. You can spend it. Yeah, I mean, yeah? Makes fives, tens, twenties, and more. Well, see, now it doesn't make them. So no. that's a little bit of a... It's a little bit, but... <laughs> I I would I thought it was going to say, like, works with. <laughs> yeah, no. But anyway, a mystifying a trick. Trick. That's yes. the key right that's there. That's the key right there. Yep. It never actually says it prints money. Yeah. Well, that would be illegal as all hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that they even sold this where it is like, here's a counterfeit operation. <laughs> is like, that is the best. I want to take the picture of, of this guy. Oh, this man? Yeah, he's... this man and just totally meme him. <laughs> he's pretty great. Let's do crimes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crime man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This that is the man. Uh, that is the face of a man who is uh, encouraging crimes. Yeah, I love can't you him. see him just selling that to little like se- seven year old kids and being like, "Here, Johnny, let's do a crime. <laughs> let's make some money with crime. Crime money, <laughs> the best kind of money." <laughs> All right, and then after that, we have uh, the infamous sea monkeys. There they are. There's those naked little tiny things. Yeah, yeah, and. Everything about sea monkeys is insane. Yeah. Now, I mean, most most people are familiar with the sea monkeys thing. Like, yeah, they're they're just brine shrimp. Yeah, like that's all they are. And you get a little plastic castle, you dump your brine shrimp in there, and they you'd have little dots inside of this thing. Yeah. The ads always made it look like you had a family of these weird naked pink seahorse people. Yeah, you had this utopia underwater. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just crazy. It's absolutely... Oh, and a bowl full of happiness. A bowl full of happiness, yeah. <laughs> Instant pets. Instant pets. Uh-huh. This ad, the one that I've included here, is the absolute best because it states that the sea monkeys are so eager to please, they can even be trained. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Right there. Yeah. In this big, bold red print. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> And like, if you look at the center picture, because it's got a little cutout on the in, on the inside of it, there you see this very like weird looking family. That no, that, that is a nuclear family. In that they have been irradiated. Yes. <laughs> looking at a bowl that they have put the sea monkeys in, and you can see the outline of what the sea monkeys are supposed to look like in there. Yeah, not, the, the little, not little humanoid. Like you were saying, seahorse people. Yeah. D and D creations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is where the story gets. Kind of strange. A one-year supply of growth food. I don't want to know what that is, but... Living plasma. Yeah. Water purifier. A magnificent, fully illustrated manual of sea monkey care, raising, training, and breeding. Our famous growth guarantee in writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's what's included with this uh Yeah, with for, this your, for your buck 25. <laughs> you mean just food? I... <laughs> anyway, go on. Yeah. Um, so there's a backstory to sea monkeys, a dark backstory. Yeah. I just read your little note right under it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the sea monkeys, I don't, Chris, are are sea monkeys Nazis? (laughs) Matt, the sea monkeys might be Nazis. (laughs) They're, uh, creator and, well, I don't want to say creator because there's brine shrimp. But the person who marketed them... The man who scientifically engineered these tiny people. <laughs> yeah. Was, in fact, a Nazi sympathizer. Harold von Brunhut. Harold von Brunhut was actually a uh, Jewish person who added the von to his name so that he would seem more Aryan. Oh. So he was a real crackerjack of a guy. <laughs> Sounds like it. And he created... Decided, like, I need to make some money, because this Nazi thing's not going too great for me. <laughs> uh, so he started marketing brine shrimp as pets, and he figured out how to dry them so that they would go into hibernation, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he saw a scam formulating before his eyes. Yeah. Uh, the whole This whole thing with the naked seahorse people would come about later. I don't think that was a direct creation of his. Okay. But it was just an extrapolation of yeah, his. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, sea monkeys might be Nazis. Yep, that's that's the takeaway here, I think. Yep. Okay, and now we get to the Polaris nuclear sub. 
it's over seven feet long, I'm told. It is, yes. Big enough for two kids! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is one of the more expensive things because it is almost seven dollars. <laughs> for seven bucks for a nuclear sub that holds two children? I'll yeah. take one. <laughs> over seven feet long, seats two kids, controls that work. Uh-huh. Rockets that fire. Yep, that's what you real, want your kids to have. Real periscope. Sure. Firing torpedoes. I don't know how those are different from rockets, but okay. Rockets go in the air. Torpedoes okay. underwater. Okay. I'm a scientist. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> and electrically lit instrument panel. Sure. So it sounds like you are actually getting something, correct? That's what it sounds like. Like, I'm imagining a uh, just a, a doofy little, like, plastic submarine thing. Like, basically... The, the freaking, like, a power wheel almost, but uh-huh. not as, not, maybe not nearly as advanced. So, like, like, maybe, like, one of those playhouses that you find in at Walmart where you press a button and it makes sounds and lights the console up. That's, that's kind of what I'm imagining. That would have been so much colossally better than what was actually given. Chris, but you, you can't tell me that. This thing has a 10-day free trial. I know. But this is another one where I imagine you had to return the thing intact, and that was impossible. <laughs> sure. Uh, when you ordered the Polaris nuclear sub over seven feet long, what you actually got was a bunch of cardboard. The thinnest cardboard known to man. <laughs> Practically paper. And then you and your, your friends had taped the cardboard together into a vague outline of a sub uh-huh. or a boat yeah. or a pile of cardboard. <laughs> a bunch of cardstock. Yeah. And then you would go in your front lawn and you would have your pile of cardboard and tape. <laughs> And you would go, oh man, I just paid seven bucks for this. <laughs> and then the sprinklers come on and you just cry. And then it melts, yes. <laughs> uh, it was not even particularly floaty cardboard. Because as soon as I got wet, it sank. Yeah, which, I mean, it, it, is what a sub is supposed to do. So <laughs> I would not be in the sub when it did that because you're, you would drown. Yeah, that's not what subs are supposed to do. No, no, no. I don't know, like, all these features where it says that the controls work, and there's rockets and torpedoes and electrical panels and stuff. None of that was there. Not a bit of it. I don't know how these guys got away with this. Probably not for long, it'd be my imagining. But... I don't know how long this was sold. I've seen a few of the Polaris Nuclear Sub ads. This is the most infamous on here. Um, and, like, they all show just a sub going underwater... Didn't show nothing about what it actually is, and it's just a big old pile of cardboard. That's hilarious. Yeah, cheapers. Yeah. Oh man. And now we get into the stuff I really wanted to talk about. Oh, there's more down here. I didn't yeah, even yeah. notice. It, it keeps going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, men, I'll help you, Master Yubiwaza. Yep. I mispronounced that probably. Yubiwaza. I, I, yeah, don't, I don't know. know. Um, okay, so in the late '60s. America was on the very cusp of martial arts mania. It was about to explode in this country like few things ever had. Sure. Um, And there was a lot of people really trying to get in on the the edge of that and trying to ride that wave out. Uh, And in enters Mr. Uh, Nelson Mitch Fleming. Mitch doesn't start with a J. No, it doesn't. (laughs) That says... Says N.J. Fleming, Yubiwaza Master. Yeah, yeah. He looks so unimpressed in that picture. He does, yes. He's like, I'll teach it, whatever. <laughs> Give me, pay, pay me now. Well, here's the thing. Mr. Fleming is not the bad guy in the story. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Fleming. Yeah. You, that's a candid photo, isn't it? You weren't expecting this. No, no. <laughs> you're more correct than you know. Oh, no. Um, so <laughs> Fleming went to Japan. Uh, fell in love with a woman named Yoshie Iminama. Yeah, uh, there's a quote from her, too. Yes. I weigh only 98 pounds, yet I can paralyze a 200-pound attacker with just a finger, because I know Yubiwaza. Yeah. I'm um, sure. Pretty Japanese wife of Yes, AJ that's Fleming. the thing that always gets oh, me. Oh, man. Uh, Yubiwaza master. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So while in Japan, he already had an interest in martial arts due to his time in the army. Sure. Um, and he learned, uh, jujitsu while he was there and became fairly decent at it. And then he started integrating stuff from other martial arts styles, um, especially around grappling and hitting pressure points on people. Okay. And he folded that into his jujitsu style and created Yubizawa. 
Which okay, is like, so this is a... It's uh, a legit okay. style. It's a legit, it's a legit style. style, but it was created by him? Yes. Okay. Uh, he opened a dojo in New Jersey, which actually started to take off. Sure. And then the publishers came. Uh, and they said, okay, we you have this style. It's very popular. We want to take you nationwide and get it, like teach as many people as possible how to do this. Sure. So Fleming had ideas of opening a nationwide chain of dojos of having hundreds and thousands of students sure. and other teachers yeah, and like like he was legitimately like oh sweet i can you know spread i can make some money and spread my art yes. to america yeah okay yeah. um so they, they said <laughs> the publisher said first we want you to write a book that is first step bend over <laughs> yeah basically we want you to write a book that is like an introductory seminar to yubizawa sure that's just like the, the basics, basic basics. And he's like, that sounds great. I'm going to do that. So he wrote a 100-page manual that was like, here is everything you need to know to get started for Ubisoft without hurting yourself. Sure. It was basically just like stances and like stretches movements, and stretches things. and things sure, like that. Sure. Yes. The publisher looked at that and was like, okay, this is way more than we wanted. We were thinking somewhere around 14 pages. Okay. So they took his book that had 100 pages in it, parsed it down to around 13 to 14. Oh, they didn't ask him to, like, oh, God, no, no, no. They asked this man nothing. Okay. Okay. And then they started putting these ads in magazines and comic books. Oh, no. He had no say over anything in this ad. Yeah. Him and his wife were just completely undermined by the publishing company. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. So people would order these manuals that was an incomplete version of the basic steps to start Yubizawa. Yeah. And it was being shielded to them as, you can become a Yubizawa master with this book. In two hours. In two hours. And people got hurt. Yeah, uh, yeah I, can, I, can Im- I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is just one of the mo- more infamous of these martial arts manuals that got sold in comic books and magazines. Like I said, there was a ton of them yeah there were ones that offered it was just like learn karate and it would sell you a book that was like here's two karate and then maybe you would have like a yellow belt or something <laughs> that you tie around your waist and tell everyone you're a yellow belt oh god yeah there were if you were lucky if i you, imagine if, yeah yeah there were uh training dummies oh no and it was like a cutout of a person that had uh target positions on them so you could do your karate chops at them oh god um, and one of the more infamous people who created uh, these martial arts ads was the world's deadliest man, Count Dante. Okay. <laughs> and he is kind of a interesting character in and of himself. Uh, he was a dude who just decided he was going to kick the world's ass one day <laughs> and proceeded to basically do that. Okay. <laughs> he had uh, his own style of martial arts called Black Dragon. Sure. Um. You may have seen some of the some of the ads. It'll just he's gotten memed a lot. He's a dude wearing a black kimono with like a big fro that goes backwards, like a black fro. Sure. And it, it usually says "World's Deadliest Man." <laughs> just search Count Dante. He'll come up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. I. I. Yeah. Not. Not as recognizable as I thought but like i've definitely seen his yeah, yeah. before okay and this dude was was bouncing around doing this for about 20 years he would teach at certain schools and then he just vanished into the night <laughs> okay. uh he got in a lot of legal trouble for trying to kick people's asses because he could not stop fighting <laughs> physically incapable he basically was he had, oh man he would like he he would in his classes, he would, like, preach this, like, martial arts is the way of peace and stuff like that. But you should always know how to defend yourself. And then, like, as soon as somebody bumped into him, he would destroy them. So, in other words, the man had some serious, undiagnosed anger issues. Uh, and he was a drunk, so. Well, that, that'll just make that worse. Yeah. But he was kind of an interesting character. And, like I said, this was right before martial arts exploded in America. Everybody wanted a piece of the kung fu pie. Uh-huh. And then we come to our last little thing here. All right, so this is the... the this is the, the content warning. Yes. Okay, so if you... Yeah, cut out now. <laughs> cut, cut out now, jump in, and I'll, I'll, I'll put timestamps in the, okay, in okay. the episode yeah. description. So. Um, this is an ad for a darling pet monkey. Okay. This is a squirrel monkey. Uh-huh. This ad is insane. 
That is just a stuffed animal in the palm of that man's no, head. No, that's... Well, maybe, yeah. but that was about the size of these little guys. Okay. This is a... Uh, the squirrel monkey makes an adorable pet and companion. I would go that far. He's a monkey. Monkeys are terrible. <laughs> they are generally awful. Almost human with its warm eyes. Your family will love it. Disagree. Disagree with these the ever- young the- monkeys grow about 12 inches high. Eats same food as you. Even likes lollipops. Oh, no, no. Simple to care for and train. Oh. Live delivery guaranteed. Oh, oh, God. I hate this. Only 1895 Express Collect. And for that, you get a free cage, free leather collar and leash, free toy, and instructions included with each monkey, loads of fun and amusement. Oh, no. So this was a bad time for everyone involved. I, I Especially Im- the monkeys. Well, yeah, I can't imagine why. Uh, these monkeys were wild from South America. Oh. Where they were captured by indiscriminate poachers. Yeah. Called across into the U.S. to a farm in Florida where they were mailed to the people who purchased them. Oh, no. They were mailed in ostensibly live animal crates where they were little boxes with a slit in them. And that was it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. When they arrived, they were usually sick, two-thirds starved, traumatized, but usually alive. Uh. When their crates were open, the monkey would usually escape, tear into the first person they saw, shit everywhere, or some combination thereof. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh <laughs> Children were bitten and maimed by these monkeys. One boy had his arm snapped clean in half by one of them. Whoa. By something that's less than a foot tall. Oh, my gosh. These, they're, they're apes. They were strong. Well, yeah, yeah. They're, they're wild animals. Yeah, yeah. I guess it grabbed, he, like, grabbed his arm on his upper arm and, like, twisted like that. Sure. And just snapped it. Just pow. Yeah, I mean, little kids' arms aren't exactly. necessarily known for being super durable either, so. Right, right. And then, as soon as the monkey could, it would usually escape into the nearby forests or parks or wherever, and usually die. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wow. It's a tragic story. Like yeah, that's awful. These things. This should not have happened. No. Um, well. Uh, yeah. No, it shouldn't have. But. Um, and this is. It's kind of. Here's something like my dad's friend on his block when he was little had one of these. Oh my god. Okay. And it was one that didn't run away or survive or like die in yeah, the street or it was anything like a, that. it was a quote-unquote success story yeah kind uh, of it was still a vicious little fuck yeah but it would eat peanuts like they could feed it peanuts and it'd be cool okay and then it would occasionally just freak out and shit everywhere yeah because it was a wild animal it was a wild animal it was not, not a pet they're not domesticated in the slightest no no they're not domesticated and they were practically tortured yeah basically the really sad thing is i Remember how I said that this was people being terrible in the 60s? You can still do this in 11 states. Oh. No. Yeah. Really? Not like this exact people, like the this but the similar. animal farm from Miami Beach, Florida. But similar. You can still get squirrel monkeys and raise them. Oh, that's, that's awful. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, there were a few live animal ads in comics at the time. Uh, the monkeys were the most infamous. Sure. Um, there was the ones like this where you could just outright buy them for eighteen ninety five, And then there were ones where you had to do like a scavenger hunt in the ads. Like it would show you a picture and it's like, these are the 20 hidden items in this oh, picture. If you can find them and send us a check for ten ninety five or whatever, we'll send you a monkey. Oh my God. Uh, there were other ones where it was like they would... When you signed up for them, it was like a pyramid scheme almost. Except the top rung was a monkey. <laughs> you would They would send you photographs that you would have to sell to your friends and neighbors. Oh my god. And they were just like random photographs. Not even photos of, of the monkey? No, no. Just... It would be like, here's landscapes. Here's a famous actress. Here's a monument of some kind. Okay. Just random shit. Okay. And once you sold those photographs, you would send... The money that you earned Earn, through that yeah. back, and they would send you a fucking monkey. <laughs> that is the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's crazy. Holy it is crazy. Crap. Okay. There were other ads where you would buy chameleons. Okay. 
and I know you and your your partner had a chameleon. We've had a couple. Yeah. Those things are fragile. Well, I mean, especially in a mountain town, yes. Yeah. Or a, a mountain, quote, Now, quote, but imagine those things going through the mail. Oh, my God. They did not survive. No, they wouldn't. How could they? Like, the monkeys had a fairly, at least, like, more than half survival rate. Oh, the chameleons did not. That, that does not surprise me in the slightest. And sometimes they weren't chameleons. They were just, like, other lizards that the people found. Uh-huh. This was all done out of this animal farm from uh, Florida. The same one. Same one. Oh, man. These guys were criminals of the worst sort. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hope they got their comeuppance. I don't believe so. I think they just eventually folded and went out of business. Oh. Um. But it, at the same time, like as horrible as it is, stepping back from that... There was a time when you could open up a copy of Spider-Man, and there would be an ad for a monkey in it. And you could get a monkey. Oh my god. Spider-Man would sell you a monkey, Matt. <laughs> Spider-Man, no. <laughs> Don't sell me animal cruelty. It, like, it's just... I, I can't even fathom that. Like, I've seen the ads. I have comics that have these ads There's in them. proof. There's proof that it ha- has happened, and as you said, probably is still happening to yeah. a degree. And, like, there's all these but, horror stories from people who were injured or traumatized from opening up a box with a dead monkey in it. Um, or a live monkey. A live <laughs> monkey that would jump out and, like, maul your face off. Yeah. Or at least scratch you real bad. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. The 60s were the Wild West of advertising. Oh, my God. Well, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, that is where I have stopped on our little tour of advertisements. Oh, cool. And on downer. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's a downer, but at the same time, I, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. It, it's, it's wild, and it's one of those situations where to ignore it would be to um, do a d- disservice to the lessons learned, exactly, I guess, exactly. or, or something smarter than that. But yeah, um, and, and like I said, when we do our crunch, I, I want to I don't want to do the actual objects. I want to do the promise of the objects. OK, so you you don't want to make the magic items themselves that they're selling. You just want to make the, the, the ad sheet. No, or, I, I when we make the items, oh, I no, want oh, them oh, to be oh. like if they actually function. Right, right. When you buy but, it. A pair of x-ray specs, I want the players to be able to see through walls. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, um, so my question is, do we want this this ad sheet to still over-promise? Oh, so for sure. Th- so <laughs> <laughs> That's so, half the fun. <laughs> so it's like, here is a, here's a joy buzzer that, you know, shake your enemy's hands and it'll do, like, 10d10 lightning damage. Exactly. And, and you get it and it does, like, 1d4. Yeah, yeah, or it just casts Shocking Grasp. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Something like that. Like, that advertises you to become a most powerful arch wizard. And, yeah, yeah. And it, and in reality, it's just like, here's a box of cantrips. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, I like that idea. Okay, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's do that then. Um, so, this is where I come in. Yeah, this is, this is where I cut out, or at least kind of. Step back for a moment. All right. Well, let's let's start. So, do you have a, like other than what we have here? Do you have any other list of like items that you want to cover, or do you just want us to look through this uh, this ad sheet that you have here? And we, I mean, that's a good starting place. Um, there's a ton of these ads out there. If we want to find some other ones, but right. I think this would be a good starting place. If we want to do more sometime, maybe we could do a second episode with the, of this bullshit. But. Like I mean, well, this is a definitely one of those where it's the it's the magic item that can keep you can keep expanding. Exactly, so, exactly. Um, so this is going to be a wondrous item. Uh, I'm going to tentatively call it rare. Does not require attunement because that wouldn't make any sense. That'd be very silly. All right, so uh, I'll I'll add in the flavor and descriptions at a later time. Yeah. yeah. But basically, it's going to be a one sheet of ads that you can do, um, and yeah, each item has a price. You pay the price, you get the item. Mm-hmm. So let's let's just start up. Let's let's go ahead and uh, pick one of them and start there. Okay. So um, 
Chris, you, you go ahead and pick one. You're you're more familiar with what we're looking at than I am. Okay, well, like let's just start with that joy buzzer because that's an easy one to do. That is an easy one. So we'll do the joy buzzer. Um, so uh, we'll, we're we're going to write the promise. Yep. And the delivery, and the cost, of course. And the cost, I think, could very easily be determined by whoever is running the campaign. Like it doesn't have to be set in stone, you know. Um, or would you like to? I think it? we should probably okay. at least okay. come up. I mean, encourage, of course, as always, uh, with D and D and any other RPG. Really, it's the DM's discretion. They right. can they can modify and change whatever the hell they want. But I think that there should be a launching platform, okay. as it were. Um, cost, a promise, and a delivery. So, yeah, okay. Uh, the promise, I think, is the promise and delivery are going to be the two easier things. Uh, right, the cost might be a little more tricky. But, um, and then, of course, we'll also want to change these names as we go. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, so, for the Joy Buzzer, let's take a look. And I think that a lot of this is also going to be in the wording. Exactly. Um, but well, I mean, that's what it was in the ads, too. Well, exactly. So, um, I'm not really sure if that's something we're going to want to try to nail down now or later on. Um but let me take a look here. Well, let's see. Let's just start throwing in some buzzwords. Um, electrify your foes. <laughs> Turn you into a deadly lightning mage. Yes. Or po- no, powerful lightning mage with powerful in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Transform yourself into a... No, in all caps, powerful. There you go. There powerful. You go. Lightning mage. So maybe okay, yeah. So that's that should be the promise. We shouldn't even have the the statistics no, I in the I promise. No. Uh, so transform yourself into a powerful lightning mage. Um, the power of the elements at your fingertips. There you go. Yeah. All right, and then the delivery. Um, a magic item that. So let's take a look. I was looking at shocking grasp. Okay, good. And what I think we should probably do with this is it allows you to cast Shocking Grasp once per day as if you were a first-level wizard. So I have a slight modification to that. Um, So either one of two things needs to happen here. Okay. Either the the magic item spreadsheet, this this ad sheet, you can only get each item once. Right. Or... Each item can only be used once. Okay, okay. So so you basically have this this sheet, and then, like, let's say with this joy buzzer, you can repeatedly pay this cost to get as many yeah. as you want, but they okay. only can be used once each. Okay. And, like, so, maybe there's a limit on how many items per day you can order? Like, maybe three per day or something Probably. Like that. that might be a good idea. So, because I, I like the idea of that, of this, of the, uh, the... The ad sheet being a persistent thing rather than the item that you That makes from. a lot more sense. So, um, a magic item that, and you said shocking grass. Shocking as grass. If you were a first level wizard. Yeah. wizard because since that's 1d8 lightning damage. 1d8 lightning damage, man. Because otherwise it scales up as you level. Right. And I don't want it to do that. Well, yeah. Because it yeah. becomes effective and I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> allows you to cast shocking grasp as if. You were a first level wizard. Yep. Then crumbles to dust. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what should the cost of this joy buzzer be? Oh man. Hmm. What's something that would be thematically appropriate for that? Right. That's mm. <laughs> a carpet square. <laughs> like you're shuffling your feet across the carpet. I get, I get it. I get where you're coming from. <laughs> Where's an adventurer going to come up with a carpet Who knows, man? A dungeon. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously the cost can't be so much that it just wouldn't make this worth it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Your character socks. Your socks. There you go. Your left sock. Your left sock. <laughs> Or maybe just one sock. Okay. Because, I mean, left it, it, socks don't have a left or right designation. They do if you're wearing them. <laughs> I'm just going to put one of your socks. Okay. 
a sock. A sock from a matching pair. <laughs> All right, that works. <laughs> You're just going to end up with a bunch of orphan socks. <laughs> That's good. Okay. That's pretty yes. good. That's pretty good. Yes, okay. we're having fun here. Um, all right. So, uh, what should we call this? Because we can't just call, call it Joy Buzzer. No. Um, oh, we need some of that, like, add spice to it. Like, <laughs> we can get there. We can get there. Yeah. Um, I, I was briefly in graphic design. Um, you were. Which is not necessarily the same thing. But... <laughs> and I was technically an English major. Between the two of us, we make one half ad exec. <laughs> Let's see. Um... Let's see. Shocking grasp. Zap grip. Zap grabber. <laughs> zap zap grabber. Zap grabber. I like that. Okay. <laughs> oh no, but zap doesn't oversell it like it should. Zap does feel a little underwhelming. Okay. Um. How about the lightning grabber? Lightning grabber. Okay. A lightning grabber. Yeah, that's that's got that punch. Okay. That's got that punch to it. Um. All right. Next. Okay. You pick one now. All right. Uh. Let's take a. Look, we're not going to do black soap. No, that'd be a bad idea. Well, we could do something we not can, as racially insensitive. We can combine some of the stuff into like a magical disguise kit. Right, that's kind of what I was thinking. Because um, there's also like the the skinhead wig and stuff like that. Oh, ouch! Not okay, like that, um, but oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's do. I mean, I guess we got to do the X-ray specs. We we do need to do the X-ray specs, yes. All right, so uh, we'll just tentatively call them then. That. All right. I mean, the the promise is fairly simple now, and it lets you see through anything. Yeah. Um. So let's see. See through solid matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Divination on a level unforeseen uh, by uh, mortal minds. Unforeseen. <laughs> By arcane minds. There you go. There you go. <laughs> this is some of the goofiest <laughs> bullshit we've ever done, and I am here for it. It's pretty good. I am alive. <laughs> it's pretty good. Divination on a level unforeseen by arcane minds. No secret out of reach. Okay. All right. Delivery. Okay. Now, do we want to make it so they can actually see through things? <laughs> no. I was thinking um, granting them uh, true sight for like five minutes. Okay, okay. I like. I was even thinking weaker than that. I was like, okay, maybe they get twenty feet of dark vision. <laughs> it would be so useless. Oh my god, no! That's no. That's that's one step too far down. <laughs> I've gone too mean. That's yeah. Oh my god, hilarious. Yeah, I like where your head's at, but maybe maybe not um, true sight. Maybe just blind sight. Okay, okay. Blind sight for an hour? Not even an hour. Half hour? <laughs> 20 <laughs> Two rounds? Ten, uh, <laughs> five minutes. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> either go too far or too shallow. There, I have no in-between. <laughs> <laughs> and then dissolves. These things are made out of cardboard. They're going to dissolve. Uh-huh. <laughs> Before di- dissolving. Um, what would the cost be? Mm. Um, an eyelash. <laughs> too too small. Too small. Five eyelash. <laughs> no, no, an eyebrow. <laughs> you have to shave an eyebrow. <laughs> Doesn't have to be yours. <laughs> it could be someone else's shave eyebrow. An eyebrow. <laughs> Love it. Done. Yep, that's good. That's good. Shave an eyebrow. All right. Um, what do we want to call it? Almighty sight. Um, God, so much of this episode is just going to be us giggling at ourselves. <laughs> That's good. That's great podcasting, Herp Derp. Absolutely. Everybody loves it when the comedian laughs at themselves. Oh, yeah, when well, they just... When, they, when two jack-offs get around a microphone and giggle. <laughs> All-seeing eyes. Okay, okay. There we go. All right. All right. Your turn to pick one? Yeah. Oh, okay, here's a fun one. We do that secret book safe and have it be like the shittiest bag of holding ever. <laughs> okay. All right. Secret safe. Like, it does teleport the items to, you know, wherever items go and they go in the bag of holding. You can just only put, like, one thing in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, let's see. The promise. Um... 
Secure your treasure. Uh, keep your valuables safe from bandits. That's not as buzzy. No, it's not. Um, secure your treasure. Bandit proof. That's it. Bandit proof. Um, God, what are some really what what would buzzwords be the perfect, in Faerun? <laughs> the perfect disguise. For treasure. Uh, there you go. I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Okay, okay, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> got to capitalize treasure. <coughs> of course, Completely, yeah. Completely, all caps. Capital, like, capitalization and whatever the opposite of, squirk, of scare quotes are. <laughs> yeah. Promise quotes? I don't know. Promise quotes. Um, all right, so uh, delivery um, gives a... Bag of holding. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll put in the more crunchy right. details later on. But gives gives a bag of holding that can hold. Let's see. How much space does a regular bag of holding have? Like, uh, it's. I don't. I don't remember the exact dimensions, but it's like 500 pounds. Yeah. So um, this would be like two pounds. I was gonna say like five pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Up to five. <laughs> a one foot by one foot space that can hold two pounds. <laughs> that has. That's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a purse. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like I said, the object is going somewhere. It's yeah. not. You can open this and it's like, oh, where did well, it yeah, go? Yeah, it's it's advertised like it's it's you keep all your treasures and stuff in here, but really it's just like a little like you were saying, it's like a little pocketbook that you can open up and store right. some treasure in it. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not where, entire like none of these are completely useless. Uh huh. They're just not useful. <laughs> <laughs> this one probably shouldn't have a duration. That would be real mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you take the item out. Oh, there you go. Yeah. When the item is removed, or when the uh, when the contents are empty. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so what should the cost on this be? Oh, I almost want to make this one just pure gold. Like, it has to be three gold or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, three gold. Three gold, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have to push three gold pieces into this catalog. And then it goes, blah, and barfs up a safe. But you cannot put three gold worth of stuff inside. <laughs> All right. Um, now it's my turn. Your turn. Oh, man. Mm, if I could do another one, I've got a good one. Oh, go ahead. By all means. Okay, let's do the, the hypnotic stuff. Okay. Where, like, the promise is, like, it gives you, like, full control over somebody. And the reality is it lets you cast friends once. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Go, let's go back, though. Uh, we need to name our uh, Oh, that's our right. Thing. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Box of Securing. Ooh, that's a good one. I, got, I have to wonder if there is, like, somewhere in, in Faerun, if there is an advertising agency selling shit like this. <laughs> you know? That'd almost be a fun adventure. That would be. All right. So, uh, you said the hypnotizing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's like the disc and the learn hypnotic control and pendulums and shit like that. Yeah. All right. So the promise. Control anyone. Master your enemies. I mean, this does get into the, the mind magic stuff that I am not a fan of, but... Right. This is so bad at it that... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's supposed to be kind of skeezy. Let's see. Control anyone. Master your enemies. Impress your friends. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't used that one yet. And that's always part of these ads, is that like you're impressing everyone around you. That one's a good one, too. Okay, delivery, and you said that was a, like... Cast friends once. But, uh, yeah, it allows you to cast the friends spell as if you were a first-level spellcaster before vanishing in a puff of smoke. Materials of mastery? I like that. Okay. I like that. <laughs> Better than hypnotizing stuff? <laughs> Because, I mean, it could be a coin, it could be a pendulum, it could be swirly hypnotic specs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it allows you to cast or... friends once. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, uh, let's see. What other goofy bullshit can we do? We could get into the bigger stuff if we want to. Yeah, I mean, we're going to need to. Yeah. But. I do have a good idea for the, the martial arts manuals when we do those. Okay. I kind of want to do this moneymaker. Okay, okay. 
but I'm trying to think of what that might be. Oh, we need a cost for the... Uh... Oh, yeah, a cost for the materials of mastery. Yeah. You have to age one day. <laughs> now, even that would be kind of rough. Maybe an hour? Nah, that's too little. Hour is, that's too little. Yeah, I think a day is fine. A day? Okay. Um, one day off the end of your life. That sounds really sinister. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, these could get there very easily. Screw it. Let's do it. Okay, so the uh, the moneymaker. Now, this one I'm thinking that um, what if mm-hmm. you f- like, what if you f- you have to feed it ten coin ten silver coins and it makes a gold coin <laughs> <laughs> like a conversion machine? <laughs> no, I take that back. What okay. If, what if in this for this one it, it literally does create a piece of gold out of something? Okay. But then that. That gold reverts back after. A oh, so it's, of it's time. like fairy gold. Yeah, fairy gold or alchemist gold or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, so the delivery. And is... I have a good idea for the cost on this one too. Okay, cool. Uh, feed a mundane item like a rock or something, and it creates a gold piece that reverts. To the mundane item after an hour. After five uses, the device uh, jams and becomes, unfun- de- becomes uh, unfunctional. Alright, um, promise. Create your own gold. Yeah, yeah. The power of alchemy in the palm of your hand. Untold riches. There you go. Okay. Okay, and for the cost of this one, one coin from a uh, currency of a country other than the one you are in. One coin minted from a location other than where you are. Okay. There we go. That's a better way to phrase that. Sorry, DMs, for the uh, the players who are going to get a hold of this and immediately ask you every time you find a gold. <laughs> Where's a gold this from? Yeah, we're, <laughs> Whose what, face what is, is on this? Yeah, what's minted on this gold? <laughs> so, um, my bad, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the gold... <laughs> the gold standard. <laughs> no, no, that's bad. The Midas touch. <laughs> if Midas was a thing in D and I don't know. <laughs> in parentheses, <laughs> is Midas a guy? We don't know. <laughs> well, Midas, he's uh, he's on R and D. Midas's gold device. No, not device. Goldifier. <laughs> okay. Midas's goldifier. Okay, I like it. I like it. All right. Want to do some of the bigger ones? Yes, let's do those bigger ones now. Okay, uh, let's see. Do we want to do sea monkeys? Can we do anything for sea monkeys? I have a few ideas for sea monkeys, and and uh, God help me for the the pet monkey. I uh, yeah yeah. But um, like my idea for the the pet monkey is you summon a familiar that is immediately aggressive to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I broke mad. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Got it in one. <laughs> let's like let's just do that. Then. Summon any um, creature that is summonable through the find familiar spell, but it's immediately aggressive <laughs> towards you and you alone. <laughs> yeah, this one's not useful in the slightest. No, but uh, you know what? That's what we think about animal cruelty. So fuck you. <laughs> and mail order monkeys. And mail order monkeys. Um. <laughs> well, no, maybe not. Cannot be a reason. I think it's just <laughs> cannot be a reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reasoning with this monkey. <laughs> He's coming right for me. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It doesn't die. No, no. We're better than that. Uh, it, it's it. Well, it drops to zero a, HP and then it leaves. It's a familiar. It's, yeah. It vanishes in a puff of smoke. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, so yeah, you can summon in any animal allowed through the find familiar spell. It appears in an unoccupied space within five feet of you, so that you can't. Summon it way over there. Right. And uh, is immediately hostile to you. The familiar persists for an hour or until it drops to zero hit points. God, I want to drop this on a player so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's that's pretty good. All right, so. The, the, the promise of this is obviously, like, you get your own adorable friend. Yeah. Um, instant companionship. <laughs> no, um, adorable. Yeah. Your own adorable friend. Um, <laughs> Find familiar without magic. No. Not just for wizards anymore. <laughs> yeah, there we go. 
guaranteed live arrival. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the cost. Your soul. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, quite a bit, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than you'd think. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> your alignment immediately shifts. <laughs> no, that's really messed up. That's um, harsh as hell. Yeah. Um, and with luck, maybe obsolete pretty soon anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. You forget, you, you have to, uh, permanently or not permanently but you have to forget what, what a single chosen animal is <laughs> like you forget that a certain specific animal exists okay okay yeah memory um, of an animal yeah i'm sorry i just love the idea that you summon this thing and it fucking hates you so much <laughs> just so much <laughs> yeah so you have to permanently forget exactly you have to permanently forget what a specific animal is <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I that's, like that. I yeah, like that a lot. that's really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea for the sea monkeys. Okay, okay. What you got? Um. Wait, wait. Let's let's uh. Yeah, summon familiar. I think that's a pretty good name for that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but sea monkeys. Or um, no, no. I got a better one for this guy. Okay. Found familiar. <laughs> that's good. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, found familiar. So the sea monkeys. Um, the big thing is that, like, it promises that you can train them and stuff. Yeah. What if, for this, you summon a, uh, a healing spirit? Okay, okay. That heals a, like, that heals a random targeted creature within a specific, like, area of its All right. It promises that it will heal who you want it to heal, but you, but it will roll, it will randomly heal a creature around it. Could be you, could be the person who's injured, could be somebody who's perfectly healthy, could be the enemy... <laughs> Okay, okay. So. I can get into that. Um, we'll just tentatively call that the healing spirit. And I have an idea for the cost. But, okay. Um, summons a spirit in the space of your choosing within 30 feet of you. At the beginning of your turn, each round, the spirit heals a randomly chosen creature within 60 feet of it for 1d6 Hit points. The spirit fades after one minute. One minute? Okay. <clears throat> um, promise. Um, yeah, heal your companions. Mm-hmm. Summon friendly spirits with friendly in quotes. <laughs> but not in quotes. Okay. In all caps. Oh, okay. <laughs> in, in, summon friendly spirit. Better than a healing potion. <laughs> Already okay, uh, uh, and then the cost is uh, five of your eight points. <laughs> five hit points, yeah. No, yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, um, what do we call this guy? Spiritual healing. There you go. There you go. Okay, <laughs> that, that way we don't infringe on their copyright. <laughs> okay, uh, let's do the martial arts manuals. Okay, because I I have, I have a pretty good idea for that, and I, I think we should probably wrap it up after that. After that, okay. Because I, I, I don't really care about the sub. Okay, yeah. The sub's more, like, it would just be a foldabout, but worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a foldabout that goes ten feet. <laughs> <laughs> that holds exactly one creature. Yeah. No two, it says two on the whole. <laughs> <laughs> foldabout that cannot touch water. <laughs> yeah. Fold a bridge. <laughs> but no, let's do the, the martial arts manual. Okay. Uh, because... I want this to be a monk-specific item, but it doesn't say that in the description. <laughs> it just tells you that it like gives you martial arts mastery and can make you able to defeat any of your foes and stuff like that. And for the, the delivery, it gives a monk one extra key point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's effed up. <laughs> okay. Does it, do we have to specify that it gives a monk an extra key point? Because it would be hilarious. Uh, I guess like, you can just give it a key yeah, point. Just, <laughs> here's a key point. Great, what do I do with this? There's <laughs> <laughs> one extra key point. <laughs> Until sunup the next day. I was just a halfling, but I managed to topple a goliath. <laughs> I mean, for monks, it's not terrible. Because like having an extra key point can be pretty darn useful. Right. You have to know it's doing that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Defeat, defeat any of your foes. Um, master the mysteries of the martial arts. Uh, and then what's the cost on this sucker? Oh, God. Um, your dignity. <laughs> no. Um, 
because it has to be um, it has to be a cost that is high enough that if if a monk were to get a hold of this and be like figure out what this does, they wouldn't just spam it. Right. So it has to be high enough to pre- prevent that. But cost last Tuesday, so they can only use it once. <laughs> no, it's just every time you forget, every time you use it, you completely forget what happened on last Tuesday. Well, right, right, right. Well, I mean, but you wouldn't be able to use it twice in one week. Yes. Or three days ago. <laughs> yeah, all of your memories of three days prior. Yeah. I don't know, though. At the same time, I kind of want them to be able to use this at least okay. more than once in okay. a go. So let's do something so, different. Yeah, let's do something different than that. Like, I want it to be enough to where they, like, once they figure it out, it's like, okay, I can use this a few times. Uh-huh. But I can't indefinitely, because it will destroy me or something like that. Knowledge of how to use one of your, uh, knowledge of how to spend your key points for one, like, maneuver. <laughs> nah, that, that would be jacked. Like, okay. for one thing, that's, that spells the secret. Because... That's true, that's yeah. true. Initiative on the next combat. Your initiative is zero on the next combat. <laughs> Or like See, one. again, you wouldn't be able to multiple. You multiple yeah. that multiple times. Damn it. Um, um, what if um, it was like you had to sac- like your uh, one of your attributes went down temporarily by one. Your charisma goes down by one. You just become more appealing or less appealing for an hour or so. <laughs> or your intelligence. I think, yeah. How does that sound? Like your intelligence, you have to sacrifice a point of your intelligence for 24 hours. So, um, and then just call it martial arts, martial arts manual. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think okay. that's fine. Alrighty. Um, I think we've got a nice little ad sheet of, uh, some fun things. We've got some, some goofy bullshit here and I am here for it. I have some other ideas, but I don't really want to extrapolate upon them right now. I think okay. that we can, we like, can do another episode of this at some point. Yeah. 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 Like, like the, the monster cutout would be really fun. Uh-huh. But um, but I think we I think we got a good selection here. This yeah. episode's getting a little long. It's getting so. a little long. I mean, we're going to be able to cut out a lot of the silences because right. there were a lot of points where we're just like, okay, now think for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. All right. Uh, so if you are listening to this on our Patreon, we very much appreciate the support. Uh, thank you so much. And if you're not listening to this on the Patreon, uh, that's okay too, but please consider subscribing to the Patreon. Uh, $5 a month gets you early access to these, plus all of our bonus episodes from the main the main episodes. Yep, yep. Um, we're, we're, there's a ton of stat blocks that we've there's done. There's so much. There's a lot, <laughs> there's there's a lot so of content much. that way. So We um, have written like an entire book at this point worth of stuff, <laughs> I think. It's, it's close. A thin book, I'd say. A but, thin book, but we... But we, yeah, maybe we'll do... Maybe I'll start compiling some of this stuff. Um, yeah. If I can get my carpal tunnel actually fixed, I'd like to start uh, drawing some of this I stuff. I would like you to do that, too, but I understand why you're not. Yeah, it hurts. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you so much, and uh, see, talk to you guys in another... Talk, talk at you about comics in another month. Yep. 